<laughs> tea is America's beer. You know those guys that drink tea and get rowdy, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally I feel like I feel like coffee is the American version <laughs> of tea. So I, I think on holiday, um, too depressed. In you. <laughs> what? Okay. okay. What did you say, Graham? What? What? What did? Oh, is there a delay? Is there a lag? Oh no! Probably it's got tea in the internet again. Speaking a different language. God damn it! Uh, we can wait. Oh well, he left. <laughs> His internet's so slow; he has a delay. He actually right. goes backwards in time. We have um some guests over right now. Jamie's friend from uh from the Air Force is over visiting, uh, so she's got her. Hey, um, hey, Graham, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> Goddamn son of a bitch! Bill <laughs> can't hear you. Graham, we don't hear you. We heard you say hi. Graham, get the tea out of your face. Graham. We, sh- we should just have him talk randomly while we do the podcast so he can just come through every now and then so we can claim we have a Brit. All right. All right we're going to start this shit. Let's go ahead and just do this. Welcome to another episode of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine, where we chat about the latest Sega, video game, industry, and pop culture news. I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Scotty Moe. Game over, yeah! And we also have The Sketchcraft. How's it going, man? Uh, that's The Dash Sketchcraft. Get it right. The hyphen Sketchcraft. I'm not sure, guys. Graham may pop in at some point. Um, we have he's been fading in and out. It's it's like an like a, a, a episode of Avengers. Like I think he blipped out and he blips back in. He blips out again. We don't know what's happening, but we may get a Graham sighting at some point in this episode. We'll in like five years. And he's going to be like five years younger when he comes back. Or I don't know mm-hmm. how that works, but I saw Spider Man. Uh, uh, far from home and i have like way more questions than i had like going into it it's just it was crazy crazy stuff but anyway we got a lot to talk about uh this week fellas uh lots of stuff has been happening not so much on the sega front but man lots of stuff to talk about uh before we get into all the uh the meat of the news of stuff let's talk about what we've been up to this past week, Scotty, how about you take it away and tell us what you've been up to, buddy? Yeah, uh, not too many games, really. Um, the PS Plus games this month were uh, Chase Horizon Turbo and, for some reason, Detroit Beyond Human, Become Human, whatever I the hell it was. I was excited about that. that for me, <laughs> dude, for me, that's awesome because, as you know, my PS4 no longer plays discs. It's, right. it's, like, it's basic and only play digital games. My daughter bought the the disc version of Detroit, but I couldn't play it, and so now I finally have that 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 availability. I can finally play it for once. I'm really excited about that. It is, yeah. I hope you do play it because it is it is a treat. It is something. Um, but no, yeah, it was a weird. I th- I guess something happened with like um, it was supposed to be FIFA. 
not FIFA, Pro Evolution Soccer or something instead of Horizon Chase Turbo. Uh, but I'm happy with Horizon Chase Turbo, Chase Horizon, whatever, that racing game. Um, we actually reviewed it, uh, I believe, last issue, if not in the preview issue. I can't remember exactly. But um, it very much looks like OutRun. Uh, the soundtrack is great. Um, kind of chiptunesy, but also uh, kind of trancey sort of other techno stuff it's pretty good um graphics are fun the the difficulty definitely ramps up but the coolest thing um because my girlfriend also likes racing games we can play it and unlock things as we progress so i'm very excited about that uh we just go through the the, the my biggest complaint is you have to actually collect um gas as you go like fuel tanks as you go otherwise you might not finish a race sometimes uh, it's a very strange, not, it doesn't add a challenge. It just adds an annoyance, but is it, you just literally have to run over gas tanks and that somehow yeah. gives you gas. Yep. And you, and you <laughs> do so much sense. Yeah. You can, you can sputter and like just run out of fuel entirely and not even finish a race. It's pretty shitty in, in that regard. But I mean, it requires memorization as does any, you know, racing game. So it's, it's not too bad. Have you got, have either of you guys played that game at all? No, I have I have not, but I know it's it's super sexy and I want I want to play it. It's pretty good. I I like it because I don't like the super physics-y based stuff, and this is a fun arcadey thing, so I really dig it. Um, other than that, though, it is concert season, so I've been going to rock shows, uh, seeing a lot of acts, and holy shit, uh, it's been a good summer so far. I saw the Midnight. They have a very different crowd that we were not ready for, but it was fine. Wait, explain uh, that to me. Uh, there was like a, a jock dude, bro, in a tank top, like a straight up just fuck boy that oh. did not belong there and was holding like multiple beers at a time and kind of swaying back and forth, but not to any beat that was happening. <laughs> um, and like moms everywhere. Uh I love moms. That was something, but um, but no, they were good. Uh, grabbed one of their records. I really like the Midnight. They're they're a good act. If you can see them, definitely do so. Um, eighty synth stuff. Uh, finally saw the Aquabats for the first time in my life. I don't know how I've missed them forever, but they opened. They were they're co-headlining with uh, Real Big Fish. So good old ska time. Uh, one of the best things of the Aquabats, aside from like just an inflatable shark flying around the crowd, there was a, a slice of pizza, like a pool raft thing. Um, and, uh, bat commander got a little kid on stage. He was probably like 10 or something and carefully placed this child on the pizza raft. And so that he, the kid was crowd surfing on the pizza and the bat commander announced that the future is on our pizza. Uh, that was pretty great. Um, real big fish is real big fish. If you've seen them once, you've seen the same show every time. Um, but it was still a good time. Uh, I saw blink one eight too. And i don't even know uh the I, I guess if i could sum it up that band got me into pop punk travis barker is the main reason i play drums and is one of the biggest influences on my style but when i say this it means a lot i'm i think i'm done going to blink when a2 shows <laughs> um oh yeah yeah they tom DeLong is an egotistical piece of shit and workhorse but him leaving wait, wait, and he's all about the the, the ufo like he is stuff, he'll man. probably be storming he'll hey. probably be leading the front on that hey, uh hey. area 51 thing what's up hey hey don't don't shit on the ufo thing man don't, don't drag your your, <laughs> um, your, your 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 disdain for their music into that separate topic come on mm, man. right a little, right. little decorum folks 
Um, What's wrong with Tom DeLonge? Like, oh, I, I honestly, I, I don't know like any controversy that happened between like um, him. Like, I know that he left the band. I don't know that there was like any sort of like controversy about it though. He kind of left, and he didn't even tell them the first time he left. It was his manager that told uh, Mark and Travis that he was done. And then they came back and patched things up. This was after their first reunion tour. Mm-hmm. And they did an album. And then he just basically left for good. He has his own business, which is doing kind of short stories and novels and comics. And um, also UFO research um, called Beyond the Stars or something. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but he does that and he kind of does his band got- Angels and Airwaves. What's up? He got the Navy to release the footage of the UFO stuff, like actual footage of. Yeah, he's them. done work. Yeah. Like let's, he's. Let's, let's give him some credit, man. Like you know, everyone's like, "Where's the footage?" I'm like, "He got actual Navy footage." You know what I mean? Not somebody's weird fucking cell phone. So you know. Yeah. No, he's. I mean, he's he's hardcore into that. He's passionate about that, and that and that's good, and that's great. It's just he he left blank in a very unprofessional manner. So that's. And I wish that he was still in it because he was the stage presence. Like Matt from, uh, yeah, Matt from Alkaline Trio is playing guitar for Blink now. Um, but he has like no stage presence. Uh, I basically went for the drum solo. Um, but it was, uh, they announced this tour. And then after the fact, they said, oh, it's the 20th anniversary of their album Enema of the State, which is like what got Blink to where they are now. Um, yeah. And they played through that whole album front to back, which was cool, uh, but not they played once. the whole album. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. They played the whole album. Um, they, uh, but not once did Mark say like anything about the album, like not even a little like thanks for supporting that, and you know thanks for buying it. If anyone did, that's why we're here now. You know, nothing like that. Which I don't know. I'm just used to all these small shows and like little shitty bars and clubs and stuff that these big shows I'm not I'm not as keen on. But it was just you would think he'd say something. Right. But do you think, you know, just playing devil's advocate here, do you think it has anything to do with like playing a gig a night like for 50 nights straight? You know, I'm sure that's a factor. It has to factor into something, right? Yeah. I mean, like they clearly they they don't have the best live show like i said i go for the drums by far but um the uh like they have their hits and stuff but even still without tom there to talk to mark mark's the only one really talking so there's just nothing but like he did say a couple things that i found out reading more he said almost every night uh basically they they make their encore joke he said like we're gonna play this song we're gonna walk off stage and then we're gonna play like three more because we're contractually obligated and i like i laughed but at the same time i'm like that's really sad (laughs) but um um they played a super old song uh called wasting time off uh joe shit i think it might have even been buddha which was cool. They did this acoustic thing where they went up into the crowd, just Matt and uh, Tom and uh, whoops, just Matt and Mark. And then uh, Travis did his drum solo. Um, And then uh, things got switched up. um, And before we, before Blink came on, the sets changed and their co-headlining partner, Little Wayne, was oh, running late. So Rachel and I were both like, oh, my gosh, we get to go home early and go to bed early. Awesome. Adults. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm done. controversy this week, too, that yeah. apparently he walked off stage early, like after yeah. only playing a few few um, songs. And 
when my coworker told me that, I was like, I would be happy about that. I think it was about weird. That. Yeah, like, I mean, I figured Blink One Eight Two is going to be the headlining act, and like Little Wayne was going to be the dude that played before them. And so um, if it got initially our setup, yeah, yeah. But if if it got Little Wayne off the stage faster and got Blink One Eighty Two on stage, that way, we, yeah, we could wrap things up, get get home at a reasonable time, and get to bed, you know, for yeah. work the next day. I'm all about that. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, and yeah, it was uh, he. I mean, it, this isn't totally out of left field, this kind of lineup, because like recently uh, Fall Out Boy toured with Wiz Khalifa. Um, there's been stuff like that before, like DJ Spider and stuff goes on tour with uh, pop bands and stuff. But like, I guess he he said before his set, Little Wayne, he's like, I don't really perform much i'm not used to these crowds and yada yada and i i heard that as like oh he's going into like anxiety overload or something oh, probably yeah. and so 20 minutes into his set he's like i can't do this i'm out or something like that and he just left he just got off stage so he's fucked in terms of <laughs> like uh, it getting anything anytime soon any deals with anybody but like because you you don't even have to play if you just physically are on stage that's like your contract right there so he's kind of i don't know uh, maybe they'll toss all time low in there or something but um yeah i had that in uh so that was the blink 182 experience it was um it i feel bad that uh my girlfriend who she she was more in the green day camp and i was always in the blink camp but she still likes blink but she's never seen them like the original trio so i kind of feel bad that she's never experienced an actual blink show like the first time i saw blink i was 16 my dad took me and my three buddies who we were all in a cover band at the time um and uh, our name was awesome it was spork and a half um but we uh we saw blink and my dad had a seat behind us and how does this show start good old 16 year old scotty's looking at a big old flaming word fuck on the stage i'm like ha, ha, ha. Uh, my dad's gonna learn a lot about me tonight um but uh I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, last night, though, saw the band Twerp, uh, TWR, uh, wait, TWRP, yeah, Tupperware Remix Party, and the Proto Men, amazing show. Twerp is awesome. Proto Men's awesome. So good. Saw the song Phantom Racer in real life, and it was great. If anyone's ever heard Proto Men or knows Twerp, see them, please. They're only touring for like a month. Go do it now. Please go. And that's pretty much what I've been up to. Kudos to Scotty's dad for taking the boys out to a show. Oh, he. That? Yeah, I mean, he had put up with enough like of our jam sessions in the basement. <laughs> I think part of it was like, I'm going to see what it is these kids are into nowadays, you know, and whatever. Did but, you regret it? No, he still talks about it and we laugh about it now because it was he he just had no idea what he was in for. <laughs> it was also like I, re I remember Tom saying on stage, he's like, so it's official. We're apparently uh, an R rated show or something like you <laughs> like we're an over 21 show or something like that. Uh, something crazy like it's an adult show because of all the bullshit they say so right. but it's good that's basically what my summer's been just going to a lot of shows and because it's everybody's touring now so it's cool good stuff good stuff man uh sketchcraft what have you been up to man so i've been having <laughs> what have this you been up to oh man dude. i had this long i had this this bet around the first week Endgame came out with a friend he told me it would never beat avatars uh, Ooh, it's getting whatever close. and i bet him because i did the math like i actually went back and looked at infinity war i looked at the last two star wars movies you know the controversial ones and i just did the math and i'm like all right it's going to be in theaters they're scheduled to have it in theaters till mid-september literally september i think 13th is when disney scheduled 
yeah and i'm like and spider comes out in july spider-man comes out in july if everything goes well even worst case scenario it should hit it around middle july early august like that was my bet and he bet he's like he threw down 100 bucks like i'll bet you 100 bucks won't happen and i'm about to clean up like i knew it was going to get this boost when spider-man came out and i was like and it's right up I, I figured it'd be at 780 and it just today it got updated to 781 so the actual Damn. weekend actuals what was uh what was avatar <clears throat> uh avatar's initial run was actually seven seven seventy seven. Oh, that's but, crazy. That's cool. but it did extra money a year later uh during the special edition which by the way oh, i'll get to it i'm gonna I talk a little bit about the special exists. edition mm-hmm. yeah well i'm gonna talk a little bit about that in a second so anyway so as i'm talking about for for about a month back he started making fun of me he's like there's no way it's gonna make it it's like you know 100 million away and i'm like all right well you know and then, he, and then he was clowning me because I guess I only saw Endgame once in the theaters. And I tried to explain to him, I love the movie. I'm going to own it in Blu-ray 3D. Uh, but going to the theaters, I have to risk getting sick, right? And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The very next day, oh, this was like a couple weeks ago. very next day, uh, I'm at Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> and I walked out and bought another ticket and went right back in. Like and now I'm I've been sick for two weeks. Like I got sick at the movie theater again, but it was worth it. You got I'm that theater tingle. I I am X three D Spider. It, it's my it's my not only is it my favorite movie of the year. It's it's one of my favorite movies. Wow. comic movies probably ever, dude. Probably ever. And I'm not a big Spider Man guy, so I I really enjoyed That's a it. Big cool. Yeah. Uh. So, but the thing about the Avatar. So, uh, as you all know, um. I have an Oculus Quest. So I got my, I got this program called MK4V for me, MKV for me. And I can rip my, I own all my, my 3D movies on Blu-ray. So I've been ripping them uh, to a, a drive uh, and I can stream them from my drive to my Quest now. So uh, I have the Avatar Special Edition. Actually, I have both. I have the theatrical and the special edition, and so I rewatched some of that last night and glorious VR 3D. And man, guys, dude, even if you don't, I don't like 3D. Man, when you see when the movies have depth, I don't. When it's always in focus and it's perfectly clear and bright, it's like as it as it will be when you're in your own little home theater. Um, it's awesome, dude. Like I saw, I watched Blade Runner again this weekend. Blade Runner 2049 in 3D. Watched Dread in 3d makes me wish there was oh, why isn't there a netflix 3D. series yeah why isn't there a netflix series with call urban as dread explain that one to me like you know like i don't understand this like <laughs> it can't be that expensive right graham um i, I just I show the not. same corridor in that building every episode yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like like for what they put into like uh altered carbon like you know you could probably make like four seasons of dread um yeah so anyways um i got all those on there i got every 3d movie that's worth owning so um yeah man that's that's how i spent some of my weekend uh recuperating just sitting there in vr oh blowing you know like taking it off and blowing my nose so yeah real fun guys but you know totally worth going to theater and getting sick over i guess (laughs) did you uh have you been playing anything lately dragon quest 11 it never stops man just keeps going (laughs) <laughs> i'm uh i'm at the uh there's a uh, these dalai lamas out in the 
He's, I, I, I've looked at Let's Plays and I'm around the 70% mark. So Wow, that's, that's pretty I, impressive. That's pretty far. Yeah, and I did crack open a little bit of Dragon Quest Builders too. Didn't play much more in about an hour of it. Um, and look, man, I love it. I love me Dragon Quest. I think Dragon Quest Builders is fun. They still don't let you turn the music off. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand Japanese developers. You know what I mean? Like, I love them. But my God, why can't it? Who? So it has a numerical setting for the, the sound. It goes one to five. Who would put it on one? Who would go? I just want to barely be able to hear this music. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who would do that? I don't understand why it should be zero five and ten or zero yeah i, get you. That's, I and... guess it's okay for like if you're streaming and you just like want a little bit of it out you know like on you know out there but you want to like focus on your voice but it, it's really if, frustrating you should if, just have a mute button like mute that shit chances are if you're streaming you want to turn the music off completely so you don't get your shit demonetized you know what i mean also a good point yeah so i don't know man it was it drove me nuts with the first game because I haven't played this one long enough to tell, but the first game, it just used the overworld music from the first Dragon Quest game, also known as Dragon Warrior here in the States. Um, and man, that, that's that. I now I know why my dad told me turn the fucking TV down. You know, like because he just couldn't take it. <laughs> what do you, what, he never said turn the TV to one, Rob. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, turn it to one so I could barely fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> then, you know, then I'd be like, you got me. You got me, Eddie. you know what I mean? You got me, Yuji Hori, you know? So I just don't understand this rationale. Uh, that being said, I mean, there's... Look, dude, that format with the pixel blocks and Dragon Quest is a match made in heaven, you know? With the Toriyama design. Like, I've been so yeah. obsessed with this game. Like, So I saw the um, the Happy Console Gamer video about Dragon Quest 2, uh, or Dragon Quest Builders 2, um, his his wife is like obsessed with it, and I've been reading all this stuff on it. I've been wanting to get it. I've been talking to people in the Discord about it, and I I just can't wait to get it. Uh, so I'm gonna go pick it up tomorrow on Switch because what Ooh. I figure I'm gonna start doing is while I'm on my lunch break, I'm just gonna go out in my car and just get some time away from the office <laughs> and just play Dragon Quest Builders every single day while I'm at work on my Switch. I think that's what's gonna happen. Nice. And one last thing, um, I haven't announced this yet, but I received an email last night from Keith Apicary. Oh shit! Yeah, and I have I haven't responded to it yet. So I, he's like, because he hit us up at too many games, and he wants me to draw some stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any fucking time. But I'm like, what do I tell him? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do, man. You know, just like, ship him a fishing rod controller. <laughs> we compose the email right now together. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We should we should compose it right now. Dear Keith, Graham, cut Did off. You? My bad. Well, yeah. first off, let's see if he's going to include Megavisions, the magazine, because we, we comped him a copy at Too Many Games, and he said he was going to include it in his uh, latest video. Ooh. I wonder if that mofo actually did that. He hasn't. Dude, it's been three weeks since his last upload. We're not Keith. I'm telling you, buddy. We're not doing anything for you. You got to do something for us too, man. He might be a slow reader. Could be. <laughs> Maybe he's still reading it. He's like on yeah. episode or uh, page like 42, still going through that. But no, that's cool. Um, 
he's a good dude, man. I like, I like, I like him. <laughs> what, what are you hiding? You are all you over the place. You got to think about it. You know, he's a, and then flash forward to that time. You almost murdered a man in a mansion in the middle of the Jersey woods, you know? Yeah. He's a good dude. You know, you like, know he, he, he may have murdered a few people, but I can't talk about that. What I know. And what I can say is he's a good guy. What was trust that movie him, trust with, him with your kids. What was that movie with Christopher Walken and Favreau and them? Where like they cap they kidnap Christopher Walken he's like a mob boss and they had him tied to a chair oh, the whole movie. God. Yeah, that's what I imagine just pop back in my head. Like what crazy adventure <laughs> has Jordan Freeman, Keith Avakary, and Chris from Megavision's been on? You know? Like <laughs> I wonder. That's all I got, guys. That's what I've been up to. Uh, wow. Escape and evasion? Well, let, let us know how that goes, because I'm pretty interested. Uh, no, it's not yeah. Escape and Evade. I want to say it was like the King something or Kings. I don't know, man. I don't know. I haven't seen it since the early 2000s. Graham, what is it? I genuinely don't know. I, I think I, I recognize the name. I recognize the premise of the movie, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've actually seen it. <laughs> That's okay. I was more leaning into what have you done? What are you doing? Oh, well, what have you been oh, doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was not the question you asked me like, what is it uh i don't know uh um what have i been doing right uh so bits and pieces for the next issue of mega visions which is always fun uh woo. um i have been playing have you guys played the valley or it could just be called valley i think it's like on every system ever at the moment i don't think so it's kind of like an indie-ish game, sort of, but it's a it's a fully three D game. It's like a first person game. Uh, I I fell in love with this game pretty much straight away. It's kind of a first person puzzle style game, kind of similar to Portal, I guess, in a way, but not. Um, it kind of also reminded me a bit of Bioshock in the way that they lay out the story and stuff. And basically, the whole premise is that you wash up or crash on like this. Um, sort of remote islands type place or this in this valley in the middle of it's like a hidden valley somewhere basically um and there's all these old buildings around and stuff um like it's beautiful valley with like you know lovely trees and animals and wildlife um but these old buildings around for like the 1930s and 40s um and it turns out it's like a secret military base for the americans where they were trying to build something more powerful than the atomic bomb um and you find all these old tape recordings and like uh, scraps of paper. And then you find this like mech suit thing, um, which gives you the power to take life from trees and animals or give it back to them. Um, and so like, basically, if you take life away, you're actually taking life away from the valley. And if the valley dies, you know, that's the end of the game. Uh, but you can also give life back. And this suit lets you like run really fast, jump really high and stuff. And then there's like these bad guys around these sort of weird creatures that sort of attack you um but the whole idea is you're just trying to get out of the valley and also save the valley and stuff for you, you it's kind of like more of a puzzle game than anything else and it's just like a really picturesque game and it's lovely and it's it's very exciting as well and the story is actually quite entertaining the way it, it unravels all the story and stuff uh so yeah i i finished it and i thought actually that was a fantastic game because there's very few games that seem to hold my attention for me to actually complete them these days because i don't have enough time this is one game every weekend for the last few weekends i've been seeing now and playing it a bit i mean like yes it's great uh get get my valley time in yeah um, so is it like an exploration game is it a shooter what is it so it's i guess it's kind of a it's uh, I, I i guess it's kind of a cross between both but not so 
exploration wise the levels are quite vast and open but they're not really it's not like an open world game um and it's more getting from one end of the level to the next and there's all these puzzles almost puzzles that you get like they're not even really puzzles i guess you just got to get like you get to areas where you got to work out how to get from one point of this area to the next point and that can involve jumping on things you your mech suit gets upgraded to like be able to walk on metal walls or swing on special like use a sort of grappling hook on special objects and stuff um that sort of pull you really high so you sort of glide through the air a little bit and you can double jump sometimes like when you get when you unlock it but each time you use some of these powers you use some of your energy so you've got to be careful about that because if you use up all your energy um you oh yeah that, that was actually that's another key thing that you find out early on when you're wearing this mech suit if you die you get reincarnated but the valley loses life so creatures and trees around you die when you, when you this, die uh, hey Grant, i don't want to cut you off but th- this had to be a crazy fucking game to pitch right <laughs> like right i mean like, could you just imagine these guys at blue, blue isle made this at some point but sorry say that again chris Tom Cruise. This sounds like a Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, I just watched Edge of Tomorrow again. Yeah, that's a great movie. Don't, I, that's don't a, that film. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, is an amazing Edge of Tomorrow. movie. Yeah, it that. sounds yeah. a lot like that. Is all I just watched it yeah. in my VR 3D IMAX cinema in my living room. So just <laughs> chill out. But I just could you just imagine being in the room at Blue Isle? You're going. You're going to Sony, and you're like, hey, check it out. You know what I mean? We're, Graham, <laughs> just tell them about the game. <laughs> and they're like, this is gonna be fucking amazing. You know, and it's like stunned silence with the Japanese CEOs, and then they just like give them a standing ovation. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's so. I mean, I love it. I thought it would be more like Dear Esther, like one of those walking thing, but there's a lot more to do than that. So, have you have you played it then, Rob? I played like the first hour or something. Okay, so you know you know what I'm talking about. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I wasn't making much sense. Yes. Yeah, I like first person adventure. I mean, look, for me, the future of that genre is VR, in my opinion. Um, Fair enough. The future of everything, in your opinion, is VR. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't want any kids on there. They can stick to their Fortnites. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just for us old geezers. Don't nothing nothing to see here, folks. It's all boring. (laughs) Yeah. But uh no, it's cool, but yeah, it's really fucking hard to describe like accurately. I yeah. Yeah. and it's kind of got the bi- I feel like it's got a bit of a Bioshock feel in the way that you find like tapes and bits of recordings to help unravel bits of the history and the story around the world Some, and stuff. Somewhat like Metroid Prime in a way. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to too Metroid Prime it, but yeah. guys, so you, so you all know this is a game that has a nine out of ten on Steam and a five out of ten on IGN. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's you either love this shit or you don't. You know wow. what I mean? There's no image. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked it yeah. a lot. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. And if, if Scotty, uh, have you played Portal at all? Uh, Portal Two is one of my favorite games of all time. Okay, so while I can't say this is, uh, is better than Portal Two, it kind of gives me that feel as well. It's like you know, Portal Two, it's not really you wouldn't call it a first-person sh- shooter. No, it's a first-person puzzle in- game. So that's kind of what this is like. Okay. Almost, um, in that cool. sense, so there are enemies that do attack you occasionally, but it's not really about fighting enemies. They're like just a little side thing where you might have to take them out, and they're very quick to take out. It's more of a hindrance than anything. Oh, else. okay. So a bit like a bit like the auto turrets you get in Portal and stuff. They're kind of like ah, oh, they can kill you, but normally you can just get around them quite easily. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, that's yeah. kind of how Soma is to an extreme, but yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so I, I reckon if you enjoy the Portal games, you probably will enjoy this as well. That's cool. Um, I'll add it to my list. Unfortunately, yeah. The Witness is in that list too. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, like, that's... Oh, no, uh, the Witness! <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember now. Out of them blow! Yeah. And you then... ever play Braid, Graham? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who made Braid made a first-person mist-like game called The Witness that's fucking amazing. Oh, I will, I will add that to my list then. Yeah, it's been sitting Good. in my queue for a while. So I, I, but Valley sounds more um, approachable right now for my time restraints. So I might <laughs> yeah. dive into that first. I, yeah, it's not too long, but it's long enough that you're like, oh, I had a, I had a good game there. They, right. You know, yeah. Okay. Cool. You crack a few out. Got a good few hours in there. I've also been playing Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap on the Switch. I have it on the Xbox One. And I played it quite a bit on the Xbox One, but I kind of put it down. So I used to, I had it on the, on the Game Gear and Master System back in the day, and I completed it, on, I think, on the Game Gear. So I've been playing on the Switch, like, a lot. And I'm kind of stuck. I've got the Birdman, the Hawkman, which is, like, basically the last character uh, until you turn back into the human. But I, yeah, I don't know where the hell to go anymore. I'm, like, flying around. I've, I've got almost every weapon and stuff. I don't seem to have the last weapons. I'm, like, I've been to all the hidden pallet like dungeons and stuff and i just yeah no idea what to do next so if any of you guys have, Dude, I've it, not come anywhere close i just oh. read a review <laughs> in our latest magazine hey but no haven't played it <laughs> no, <fair enough. laughs> we we don't give away the ending of the game in the magazine what what is this yeah i don't know we don't do mini guides in there or anything sorry folks yeah bring back strategy guides that's the next step if we hit our tier of no just kidding (laughs) graham could be laying that shit out you know he's writing checks he can't cash that's signing us all up for work graham's gonna be the first one to put out the uh the in full english panzer dragoon saga strategy guide I will happily do that. We're gonna <laughs> give you, Graham, we're going to give you a double truck each issue where you get to lay out a strategy guide of your choice. <laughs> pages, and that's all, it's all you, buddy. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> Man, yeah. Do, do you remember back in the day, Sega Nerds? Oh, no, it was Dreamcaster's Realm had the only Sega Extreme Sports for the Dreamcast guide on the internet. Do I remember? Of course I do. I remember yeah, how excited yeah. you were about that. Too. Yeah, because this I is not... literally almost like twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, still, still living off that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Could not find it anywhere. I made my own one, and I still can't find another one out there. I think that's the only one that cro- crops up on the old. Uh, What's it called? Like the tripod site, whatever it's called. Um, I can't remember. Was it tripod? Was that a thing? Yeah, I think it's dreamcasterfilm.tripod.com. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, check it out, guys. If you Tripod's fun. <laughs> so back in the early 2000s when I was in the Army still, and we had dial-up, right? And you wanted to get a hold of, like... So I wanted to get Photoshop, and they wouldn't sell me a copy because they wouldn't send one to APOs at the time. Don't don't get started. So I had to steal one, uh, and it cost me the same amount to steal it as it cost me to buy it. Like <laughs> <laughs> a $500 phone bill. But the only way you could do it over the, the thing was on tripod, they would put up MP3s because those were illegal at the time. But oh they God. would they would break a program up into this like 500 parts and then attach it into the MP3. And you had to run this this software to decode the MP3 and extract the data from the Photoshop rips. That's and then reassemble. Yeah, and reassemble. Yeah, it was called uh, camouflage or something. So I was on tripod forever, just downloading all these like, and you know, heaven forget, you heaven forbid, you're like, oh, I missed three hundred and thirty two, 
You know what I mean? There's like one fucking thing when you're just trying to track down that MP3 and then extract the data to put into the rare file to recompile. Oh, when I finally got back to the states, I just bought all my own software. But yeah, it was it was a nightmare. I just I just went to the Dreamcasters Realm homepage, and um, here we got here the Sega's 2004 lineup of games. So check this out and see how hot this is. We got Astro Boy, Ooh. Got Samurai Jack, <laughs> Blood oh, Will Tell. It comes out in the fall of 2004 on PS2. We got Headhunter Two. Oh yeah, good game, good game. And Sorry. Sega GT Online. Yeah, <laughs> I assume that that Astro Boy is the one on the GBA. I have no idea because I own it. It's a treasure game, man. It's this is awesome. 2004. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the GBA one. I, I I went down like I ran out my job at Kinko's to the GameStop and bought that, and they were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Astro Boy," and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here, this guy!" You know? Oh my god. Yeah, but it's a treasure. Uh-huh. Uh, shmup like side scrolling shit. It's it's really good. Dude, Chris, you said Blood Will Tell, yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I just said what the hell was that, and I just googled it. I have that game on the PlayStation Two, and it's freaking awesome. I, oh. I I I never finished it. Though. I got stuck on one boss battle, and I think I died too much. I gave up. I never went back Graham, to it. It's such a good game. You're gonna have it's to review the magazine here soon. Like, well, that. yeah, let's do, let's do this. Let's uh, let's let's make a guide and a let's review. review all and, of yeah. Sega's 2004 lineup: <laughs> Astro Boy, Review, Samurai Jack, Blow Hotel, Headhunter Two, and Sega GT Online. Fuck it. <laughs> all in high demand and dreamcasters realm would also like to welcome new writers jim and mr sweet candy <laughs> according uh, to the last update okay anyway i'll just we, be shocked if chris can just turn in his own work on time let alone all this other stuff he's conjuring bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I, I got you motherfucker <laughs> oh wow have we got yeah shade if you click on the code section, is any one thing? Extreme Sports Guide. Woo! That oh, is a, so this exciting. is a, quite the blog of a guide. Yeah, yeah, it is. In fact, it's got a caveat at the start saying this blog's not complete because I couldn't remember where the last token was to find in the game. <laughs> but, it, but if you can find it, like you can email me. <laughs> you got to find this, Graham, and complete this. This is, this is your life's work right here, Extreme Sports Guide. Yeah. Oh, I need to read this. Okay. Two remaining tokens. The only way to obtain the two remaining tokens is to go online with your Dreamcast. Go to the Extreme Sports website <laughs> using the game disc as easiest and download the levels. Yep, that's the way. Man. <laughs> There's alternative ways though. Yeah. There are. Um, Graham, yeah, do you know, know what they are? You one way to gain all of the bonus tracks is to go to one of the many VMU download sites that offer many <laughs> so many. downloads. <laughs> there might be one if any of these days. Man, that's the greatest. Like when I've been streaming Rayman recently, the bottom option on the title screen is website, and I'm just like, oh, that's so sad and great. Wasn't that uh, Final Fantasy IX had the same problem? They had this like online thing you had to like log into to complete portions of the game, and they were offline like a year later. Oh, like, no. They didn't even that make just, it. Like, or yeah. redirected <laughs> some like porn website. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe it used the Pocket Station or something. Oh, that thing! Wow. <laughs> yeah, boy, howdy. So, uh, anything else, Graham? Uh, many things. Too many things. Let's uh, let's cut Too some of the stuff down. Uh, any games? No more games. That's it for for me for games. Extreme sports is where I stop. But, yeah, <laughs> that's where it ends. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, if we ever need to get Graham to shut up again, we'll just bring up extreme sports. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, snowboard has a flame on it and everything. Uh, Chris, save us. Wait, he wanted Graham. I, okay, I, I, you, you want to talk about your car. I know I, you, I, 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 no, no, I, I put it on there as a bullet point just because that was one thing that happened to me the other day. I didn't like, wait, wait. I, I just want to say this. That car is like really expensive in America. Like, oh, you got not over here. <laughs> Thank God. You got like what? Okay. So tell everyone, you got like a almost like a brand new looking car. That, that shit is like super sweet looking. How are you affording <laughs> that, dude? So, okay. So the car I got is it's, it's a 2012 model. So it's not new. It's like, it looks really good though. It oh, does, it's in very good condition. It's a BMW 320D. I don't know if they're called different things in America, but 320 to Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a D and it's an uh, efficient dynamics model, which means it's just fuel efficient basically. Um, but it's a mod as a basically an upgrade from the car I had before. Cause I had an older version of that car and it's this one's an automatic the other one was a manual i'm getting old and my hip hurts that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even 40 yet i'm, I'm halfway through the 30s I can't a <laughs> okay so you know how animes the, they have like their second or third uh series and it ends with an r let's have initial dr and it stars graham and the r stands for retired <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Um, My hip hurts, so I have to grab an automatic. <laughs> yeah, I'm also only 33 years old. I came home from work the other week. I was like, I, I can't walk properly. My hip hurts too much from changing gear. <laughs> so I, I have to drive two hours every day to get to work at the moment. Jesus Christ! I know. Sorry, two hours each way. By the way, not every day. Oh That's so four hours every day. You, you were used to be drifting the entire way, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Do you have a cup of water that you can't spill? <laughs> like initial D? Oh, no, I wish I did. Okay. Um, Honey, my yeah. hip's bugging me again. I got to get another BMW. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was kind of the conversation I had with my girlfriend. It's like, yeah, I kind of need a newer one that, yeah, doesn't hurt my hip, you know? Uh, so I can't yeah, chew on this bag of diamonds while I'm driving anymore. I need another do? one. What did you do to convince her that you need another vehicle and, like, and she was okay with that because i need well, to figure that out she can't drive and does she not have hips <laughs> what <laughs> these hips don't drive <laughs> she's just a torso um... <laughs> but you love her mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she, so she, she doesn't have a driver's license okay. um and so i have to drive her around and i'm like this car hurts my hip i can't drive so you're saying like okay <laughs> okay if you want me to drive you around I get another car, car basically. it doesn't hurt my hip if you want to get places i need to I need to get me a car um <laughs> But uh, yeah, but it wasn't. It genuinely wasn't that expensive because it's an old secondhand model. But I think the guy who sold it to me didn't really know like the specs on it because it has loads of cool features that are not normal with the car. Like the previous owner must have put loads of cool stuff into it. So it's got like Bluetooth and yeah, Bluetooth. No, it's got it's got Bluetooth for like a better stereo system and new lights and stuff and reverse parking sensors and. So what was that? Oh, extreme sports guy. Yeah. 
yep that comes up on the little display so yeah it's actually uh, well yeah basically it's a it's a nice drive it doesn't hurt my hip and so now i can enjoy extreme sports while i uh, drive along to work you know good for nice. you and your hips don't hurt all day yeah exactly that's that's the main thing genuinely they don't hurt so good. I'm, I'm so happy to yeah, hear about that this is such like a a good ending to the story like i'm just glad your hips feel good yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> i feel like that's we can wrap up the podcast with this can't we this your, is, your this hips is it, guys. Yeah. really feel a lot better do you you have more like good hip movement in the evening yeah i feel like i can get on stage with ricky martin right now and you know do some gyrating <laughs> i feel like you two should get a motel six like. <laughs> we've been waiting for that yeah, I get I get him a red roof in, not Muthos. I was about to say, I think Graham's right. more of a red roof in kind of guy, yeah. but yeah. yeah, you beat me to it. Okay, guys, I want to talk real quick. Have, have you have we all seen the list series of, or the season of Stranger Things? No, I haven't yet. No, I'm just starting. So oh my god! No, nope, let's not talk about it. No, nope, I just I just want to say it's so so good. Like I. Well, did, 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 uh, be careful. Don't hype it up too much because we don't want them to. All I want to say yeah. is that, like, I, I think, okay, like, it's 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 not a super accurate portrayal of, like, what it was like in mid-80s Americana. <laughs> but what I think what it does do is, like, it is it ramps up the 80s-ness more so than any okay. other season. And it's just so much fun. Like, all the characters like it's so cool to see all the actors who are growing and you know maturing and seeing them like come into being like pre-teens and teenagers it's just it's i mean throughout this whole series you know it's it's crazy there's only been like what three seasons of it and I was, you know, at some points in the in watching it, I was like, man, like I've grown to like really love these characters already. Like it's it's it hasn't even been that many seasons of it, but all these kids are so cool. Like I I love all the kids and stuff, and it's a lot of fun, man. So once once we all finish it, we should just do like a spoiler cast on it and just kind of okay. talk through it. Um, because I could sit there and do that, you know, all night long, man. It's it's really good, like. The soundtrack is amazing. It's, it might be my favorite soundtrack of all the season so far. Oh, um, got some really good tunes in it, which I know Scotty will appreciate. Yeah. Uh, but I think all the actors, like all you know, like overall, just do like turn in a much better performance. Want to want to take a want to take a bet right now? What's up, group bet? Stranger Things season four. Whenever they get around to it, I assume. We'll be at enough point in time where Nintendo and Master Systems out. Which one of them kid owns a Sega system? Oh, okay. Which um, kid? Would own see, a you didn't, you didn't know, you didn't know where I was going with that. But now you got to think. One of them's gonna do it. Who's gonna own the Sega system? Huh. I don't know, man. That's that's a good one. Maybe Hopper. Hopper's the one guy. <laughs> he gets all the, the yeah. Master System, and they're and like, "This like, shit God sucks." Damn it! <laughs> she just breaks it immediately, like their mind powers. Yeah, and then someone says it's no Nintendo. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be fucked up, but it's probably true. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I've I've been. I don't know if you guys heard of this YouTuber. He's my currently my my current favorite YouTuber right now. His name is Brutal Moose. Have you heard of him at all? Nope. <laughs> He's a YouTuber. I got name. turned on to him because he started doing uh, 
reviews of TV dinner meals, like uh, Kid Cuisine. And but, uh, like, okay, and that is like also the, not what I expected to hear. <laughs> like the guy from Community, the old guy. I I haven't really watched a lot of Community. Uh, yes, like, like the like old guy. Side, there's a side bit. He's like pulls out pizza and like eats it. He goes, "Yep, consistency good. Yep, this is from like I don't know Walmart pizza. I'll give it an eight out of ten, and then that's <laughs> it. It's just like really random." <laughs> so he does like really funny, like his, his shit's like really well edited. Like it's it's really funny stuff. So that's what initially got me kind of hooked onto his channel. But then he started. He also does uh, like game reviews and he also does live streams and stuff, too. But he does uh, game reviews on older PC games, like big box PC games and stuff like that. So Ooh, okay. a lot of like the tycoon games, like yep. new tycoon and stuff like that. But he's also been doing a lot of the trail games like Oregon Trail and things like that and that got me i i went into like a whole thing on that like all the oregon trail games the other day and i started watching it and i was like man like why aren't there more oregon trail games out there like what's going it's made on made a new that? one like a year ago they haven't though no They're... they did there was a full color one that just came out on some system a year ago i'll, I'll dig it out for you. you don't know what you're talking about i looked it up it's not there if you can show it to me, we'll we'll post it on the website because I've I've done so much research. There's some <laughs> stuff on on mobile devices that they've made over the past few years, but there's not there hasn't been like a sixth edition Oregon Trail game because I've done a ton of research over the last few days. I have not seen it. I actually ended up going and buying the fifth edition off eBay today because that is the last official from what I've been able to you know, conjure up from the ethers of Wikipedia. That is the last like official edition. There's a horrible Wii game of Oregon Troll. Yes. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, but anyway, so like, man, it, it totally got me on that. So my wife and I, uh, Jamie and I, we ended up uh, coming up, we were watching the videos and I was like, look, why don't we go upstairs and try to find like an Oregon Troll game? And we can play it. And so I started like searching and stuff and we could not find anything. And finally we found like, I think the third edition, there was a browser based version of it. And uh, we started playing it for a while and we, we actually were like, got really into it and it glitched up and it got all screwed up and everything. So we couldn't end up finishing it. So then I started searching on um, the Xbox game pass on PC uh, because I, I subscribed to that. I found this uh, game that's kind of like a quasi like survival roguelike type of game called Flame in the Flood. And have, have you guys heard of that at yeah, all? Yeah, it was a big no. indie game a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah it's, dope. It's, uh, it's top down. It's got like a it kind of looks like a Double Fine style game. If you know what it I'm does. talking about. Yeah, yeah, like it's like the the graphics look almost like a papercraft type thing, but it's a uh, it's one of those like survival type games, and it's. Dude, it's it's really really good. Currently, it's um if if you subscribe to Game Pass, you can get it for free. Uh, the the soundtrack is is really good. It's like almost like a um like a bluegrass style type of music. But you're this girl and her dog, and you're basically just trying to survive. So you're sailing down a raft on this river, and you just stop at different places that as you come to it, and you you uh 
go into different areas and you you pick up like different you know like items and and different like you know like things that you can use to craft you're basically just trying to survive and it's really good like i man i i really enjoyed it and looking into it like apparently got a ton of awards but for whatever reason i never even heard of it before but dude this don't follow indie really games good. like me dog um, yeah it was a big deal yeah, so the game I'm thinking of was Oregon Trail that was on the DSiWare. Now it's on Android, which is where I saw it. They did an HD version of it. It's a 2D Oregon Trail. And I remember playing it on DSi, and it was pretty cool. So, But it's on Android right now, the Oregon Trail HD. I'll have to check that out. But yeah. um, It's got cool cartoon-like graphics and stuff. Like They redrew everything. Yeah, there's some... there, But it's it's weird, though, man. Like, why isn't there... You would think that there is there should be a next gen Oregon Trail game. Like that it's just Fortnite. It, no. Dude. <laughs> the thing Chris, you're 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 part of the problem. Like <laughs> I'm not though. Here's the thing. I started playing like here's the thing. I started playing Flame in the Flood because my wife was all in on Oregon Trail. We we're playing it, she was totally engrossed. We're I was asking her like all the decisions and stuff, she was loving it. And then it glitched up and it screwed up. And so I was like, okay, let's fly in this other game, Flame in the Flood. And that's a, a much more like traditional game where you're actually controlling the character, you're moving them around. She was in it for like 10 minutes and she's like, I'm sorry, Chris. Like, this is I this is just not for me. Like, I, you know, like I'm I'm not into this. Like, I she wants like a more like laid back, chill type of game where you're just kind of like choosing your your moves and you just watch it happen. I think hmm. like that is a, a that is something that people want. And you could do that on a home console or a PC. It doesn't have to be on a phone. And I think that is like something that the console makers are missing out on 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 these like kind of like like really You you're, you're, you're talking games. about the console makers are like they're a union. Like they get together at the console <laughs> no, makers, no, no, you know, gathering they, once a no, month, they and they're just, like, "Everyone, fucking phones," you know, like it doesn't doesn't you're work that way. They don't make games though, but they it's 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 something that like they can do, and I, I feel like there's an audience that they're missing out on. They they continue to feel like you know like they're losing share to to mobile phones and stuff, and. I think if if they go back and look at ways that they can kind of bring games back to to more laid back style of games where you're not having to be so actively engaged in it, I think they they might be able to find an audience there. You you should do it. You should make it. No no no, I'm the idea guy. Here's the difference. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm the idea out there. Yeah. Someone else does it. Every That's, time we make an issue of Mega Visions, I learn this the hard way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I the do. idea guy. <laughs> you should introduce her to Organ Trail. Play that one. Oh no. <laughs> I, I okay. Here's the thing. I played that on my Ouya way back in the day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, Great decisions <laughs> left and right. Real thing. What? <laughs> That was five years ago. It wasn't back in the day, bro. Like, it feels like back. Dude, oh wait, wait. We're talking about the Ouya in its heyday. That feels I like just, which was day. literally a day. I just chucked my Ouya into the reusium. You know the, the like the e waste guys. Like, so I, I'm very much aware. I used to live with an Ouya. Mine's in my closet under my stairs. Where it belongs <laughs> with Harry Potter. Go on. 
Okay, that's enough. Let, let's okay. We got we got to move on. 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 Okay, we got we got to get this 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 podcast rolling because we're just in the in the in the infancy of this stuff. Scotty, I gotta mm-hmm. see that back of yours, buddy. Got it on it. Yep, there it is. Ooh. Uh, for everyone to hear. Um, first up on the Twitter, we got Migraine Boy at Planet Dob. And he says, okay, guys, why are Sega backing slash publishing games like Soul Seraph, which is a spiritual successor to ActRaiser, a game they had no connection with, yet they won't publish or have their name associated with their own IP, Wonder Boy, upcoming Panzer Dragoon, Space Channel 5, doesn't make sense. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, who knows? Like, again. Are we trying to make sense out of Sega's corporate decisions? Like, yeah, are we, we, are we really doing that? I just rewatched the making of Sonic 3. You know what I mean? And I'm still like at a loss for how they conjured up splitting that game into 18 parts in 1993. You know? Like, I still don't understand any of the rationale. And then they made Spinball in five months. You know? Oh, like, I don't, yeah, it was ridiculous. I know. I feel so bad for those guys. You know? And it was great game. was it to make Sonic 4 and we're going to make it episodic? Like, uh, like was there ever an episode 2? I think yes, it just said episode 1. It was bad. Episode, it episode was, 2 did come out. Yeah. It was better than episode 1, but that's not saying much. Which yeah. also came out on the Ouya, I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> Complete with slowdown. I think it yeah. also came out on the Windows phone, Chris. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Oh man. Yeah, we so, don't know. I don't we don't I I mean I would always I, say like this probably leads to money, copyrights, I don't know. I, I'm guess I'm guessing it's partly because those sort of Salsa F might be I I'm I'm gonna say something which is probably completely wrong, but I feel like yeah, it's down to money. It might be cheaper for them to back something like salsa ref where the indie where the developers basically put all the time and money into making it and they can just be like oh yeah we'll help push it out there whereas panzer dragoon and their own ips they kind of have to look at actually making making the games until but they they can't be bothered to actually do that and spend the money and time and resources but then like other indie studios come out and go hey we'll remake wonder boy dragon's trap and they're like yeah go on then sort of you know what i I think it might be happening is that sega of america is like you know what like it's so much easier for us to work with other companies to publish their games versus working with fucking sega of japan and (laughs) those assholes over there because they're so like they're they're just such dickheads about like what we're going to do with those games so we would just rather fucking work with new game ips and work with different developers and just publish their games than publishing legacy you know ip bringing it to new consoles i think it just is easier to deal with that than like all the bullshit versus you know with mm. Sega japan that's that's i guarantee you because all the conversations i've had with people within sega and people who've been at sega leads me to that d- belief guarantee you that's that's what it is that's probably it's just, it's just way yeah. easier so what you're saying, Chris, is that they're more of the idea guys, <laughs> right? And all these other developers are just, uh, they, they, they should just, they make the stuff, right? The idea guys are what makes the money, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So next question. Oh, did you have something else, Graham? Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, I guess, 
ga- games like Panzer Dragoon, Space Channel 5 didn't make Sega so much money back in the day, even though they're beloved by gaming fans all around the world. So, yeah, I guess th- a lot of their IPs, because Sonic's always been a big seller, even if the game quality hasn't been the best, it's always been a big seller. And so, if, like, Football Manager, the Total War series, they're, they're like the cash cows for Sega. That's why they, they're like, yeah, let's yeah. keep pumping these bad boys out. But Panzer Dragoon, we saw basically no money from those games, even though we, we chucked so much money into them. So, yeah, like, you know, Shenmue's a big, uh, you know, that was like such, that was like the uh, most expensive game ever made back in the day. And yeah, nearly bankrupt Sega, basically. So they're like, not sure if we should back that, even though clearly the internet does want it and they proved that through Kickstarter and stuff. But yeah. I'm, uh, well, I'm okay. Still okay. Waiting. I'm still waiting for Shining Force 4. You know, still waiting. <laughs> yeah, web domain is ready. Yeah. I will also say Soul Seraph is actually a pretty decent game. I've been playing it quite a bit and I, I've been enjoying it. And Yuzuko Shiro did the, um, the title music for Ooh, the game okay. he also did which i did not know until recently he he did a lot of the music for the original act racer maybe act racer 2 as well uh I, I never played those games back in the day i know those are just held like in high regard with nintendo fans uh and looking at the video and looking at soul Seraph, it's certainly like a spiritual successor ripoff whatever you want to call it it's 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 very much an act razor-esque game um but it's it's actually a lot of fun it it's it's a really good okay game. i was looking at downloading it but i'd heard bad things about the game it's, it's so. not a bad game it's not without its faults but it's it's an interesting game it's it, it splits its time between being a 2d um like action platformer and a um like a castle defense style game yeah which is a bit weird, but I guess it is a bit weird. Yeah. But that's what Ace Team does. That's the developer. Like they, they every. If you look at their history, it seems like every game they make is a completely different genre. Whereas okay. a lot of other development companies will will find a genre and kind of that's like their shtick. They'll stick to that and they'll just get really good at that thing. Whereas mm-hmm. Ace Team, they're just like fuck it. We're gonna do like a little bit of everything. <laughs> like every time, like every new game they make is like a completely different type of game. This one, they they take on this. So I appreciate that from them because it 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 shows that they're like willing to take on risks and and just try new things. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's actually a a decent game. It's it's not bad. It's not without its faults, but there is a some fun to be had with it so i, I definitely suggest okay. it. it's 15 bucks in an era where we're paying 60 for everything pay 15 bucks for this you get a user kashiro soundtrack and and a, a decently fun game too so okay. you should suggest that they make an oregon trail game the next time you go to a president oh, good lord you got yeah. me on that yeah <laughs> hey steam i'm calling you after this podcast <laughs> nice um yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else because I don't know. But uh, next question from Twitter comes from Rob living in a gangster's paradise at Jehuti88. I know we have no knowledge of what Sonic's redesign will be like for the movie, but what are your expectations? Expectations. What are your expectations for the redesign? Will it be along Sonic Adventure designs, classic Sonic, the progressive commercial Sonic, or something from an HP Lovecraft nightmare? <laughs> so what they're talking about is a bit of news. Uh, we don't even have on the docket because we're just so excited to continue talking about that movie. 
um the one of the guys from it said like we think fans are gonna be pleased with the redesign so who knows what's mm. gonna happen with that you guys have any predictions i'm guessing if they if it is going sort of slightly more cgi sort of sonic-y it probably will be like sonic adventure because i feel like that's the what that well that's the one i associate the most with living in a human world and it kind of his like design i guess is slightly more humanoid-esque i guess Will he uh, live and learn in a human world? Uh, uh, yeah, you did it. You did I it. did it. We did it. End of the show. Good night. Hey, extreme sports. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen with it. I, I figured they'll just make them look more cartoony than realistic because I, 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 I hope that they see that that was everyone's major complaints, but I also just don't care deep down inside. It's going to be a train wreck. What? They're just going to put gloves on his hands, and that's going to be... Ah. <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised. Cover gloves. up the shame. Yeah. Okay, I I think, I feel like I wasn't on the podcast when the trailer first came out, so I'm just going to say it now. I had absolutely no interest in this movie until I saw that trailer, and I thought, yes, I need to see this now, even though it will be terrible. I think it. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be like ridiculous and fun. So I'm quite this excited is, for it. This is how Brexit happened. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is how Trump and Brexit happened together. <laughs> People are like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. Oh no, we can't take it back. You're just like, I need to see this train wreck happen. Yeah, that, that's what happens. Yeah, this is going to be fun, guys. Oh, wait, <laughs> we just ruined the entire economy of like an entire nation. Or you're you know. like, wait, that was real? Like, yeah. like that was just for fun. <laughs> We're not really voting on this. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh no. I feel like if Brexit happened in the '80s, it'd be a Pee Wee Herman sequel. You know what I mean? Like Pee Wee Herman goes Brexit. You know, and he's <laughs> just traveling across the UK, and trying to kick him out because he's a foreigner and shit. <laughs> Oh. oh no yeah that's that's basically what's probably gonna happen oh, yeah that's... probably i yeah. i agree with all of that can we um... answer the sonic question oh yeah sorry yeah. yeah that's great i have a serious and a joke answer the joke answer honestly is like wouldn't it be fun to see this should go spideyverse and give us different versions of sonic mm. so i can see the popsicle version like the sonic popsicle like just running across the screen yeah um, the dinosaur dracula version of that like it'd be great if they could give us a version of the movie with no Sonic, but with AR tracking, you could insert any Sonic you want into the movie. You know, <laughs> that's right, the only really way anyone to... will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you could just watch whatever version you want. Uh, I, I, but look, I mean, you know, if I had my way, I hope is it's pot belly Sonic. You know, a little, yeah. little pot belly Sonic, like he's just drinking guy. beers and running around and shit. He's got that little pot belly. Sonic's just drinking beer with him. <laughs> chili dog beer yeah um and then we got one more question from the discord from scrum verse v with atlas technically being part of the sega family after the acquisition will you guys be covering retro atlas titles in future issues no oh i feel like that's kind of reaching for stuff you know this is uh yeah i I, there's only one atlas game i love but i don't know no, 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 my friend. No, no, no. I, I'm not really a huge, I'm not really so familiar with the Atlas back catalog. I'm sure there's a lot of games I've played and I've enjoyed with theirs, but there's one that I just think, yes, I want to see this game remade somewhere, somehow. And now Sega owns Atlas, basically. This is the only way it could happen. And that is Snowboard Kids. Oh, shit. I loved the head out of that game. Not Snowboard Kids 2, did not enjoy that game. Snowboard Kids 1, 
I thought it was a, it had great gameplay. The characters were great. The, it's, the, the music was fantastic as well. And the tracks were great. And I just, yeah, that's one game. I, if I ever download like an N64 emulator, that's the first game I download and play. Um, cause I, I do that a lot, like with my different like laptops I buy and stuff and like, yeah. Oh, and just bust out my N64, put that game in. It's just, you know, sometimes I just listen to the soundtrack. So it's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. So if we ever were to review old like Atlas games, that's one I'd love to see us review. Uh, I'd also like to see Sega make a new one, but I guess, as Chris says, we're kind of reaching, aren't we, uh, to review those games? But I don't know. I do remember you telling me how much you liked those games back in the day. And that's that's so good. <laughs> you got you got to play it, man. Like four player or even just one player. That's how I play it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's yeah. By yourself, what, just with the four controllers, one in each yeah. foot, like yeah. two, one in each yeah. hand. Yeah. It's the same way to win every race, you know. Yeah, little known Atlas fact. I always like to bring up when people bring up Atlas. They made a game called Quirk on the Game Boy. Did you guys ever play that? It was like this cool spot, like looking dude with like a mohawk. What's it called? Quirk. Quirk. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I need to find. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like. Cool spot mixed with Tetris. It was a weird game, dude, but it was cool. Like it was a cool game back in the day. Quirk. Yeah. It sounds oh, it's K W I R K. Yep. I I did not play this, but I remember the hell out of that box art. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it literally looks That's like amazing. cool spot. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, right? He's right, Greg. Right, finger because he's totally not oh, that was before Sonic waved his finger. Oh no. Yeah. Whoa, what a twist. Yeah. Uh, who, who stole what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, got, sh- is he a strawberry got, or something? Um, dude, dude, they don't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Game Boy game, man. Like they're like, we can render a circle. Oh wait, a- it, well, granted, this is Wikipedia. It says Quirk and his girlfriend Tammy were both out painting the town red when they decided to explore the unnamed city's subterranean labyrinth below. While doing there, while down there. Tammy suddenly disappears and Quirk with his veggie friends now has to find in a labyrinth and bring her home, bring her in a labyrinth, whatever. So he's a vegetable, maybe? Yeah, I think he's a tomato, but I mean, oh. it, they don't get into it. She looks a bit like a strawberry to me. She likes out, those yeah. cucumbers. This is all, okay. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. <laughs> but Atlas makes some fun games. Did you ever play Radiant Historia? No, I know. I that's one of the better RPGs dealing with time travel. If you like Chrono Trigger and time travel and stuff, man, that that's fucking an awesome RPG. It was on the DS. Yeah, no, I really remember this game, Radiant Historia. Mm. I do remember. I, I remember it either being a thing or playing it. Like, it's, the DS, is, it feels so long ago. Like, I don't remember what I played on that, that system back in the day, but I think I owned it at some point. I, I can't remember. That wouldn't surprise me, Chris. You owned everything and then sold it all for <laughs> damn you. Over it several times, Grant. Yeah. If it's not I, a Genesis, just Sega stuff. Yeah, if it's not a Genesis remake model, then Chris wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> it can it play the Genesis? If not, fuck, yeah, I don't need that, it. That's his doom. I, the only Atlas thing I've played is the original Catherine, so I can't really say much about their library, really. I'm waiting on the Amazon Prime Day to be able to give me an Amazon Fire TV that can also play Genesis games. <laughs> well that day is today as of this recording i think so up see you chris um that's all we had for the questions but thank you guys so i'm gonna just uh zip up my sack and oh it's stuck okay oh, there we scotty go. uh scotty's sack gave me dysentery 
Sorry. <laughs> oh no, Sketchcraft died of dysentery. <laughs> oh yeah, Blink One Eight Two, Dysentery Gary. They did play that song. Man, th- there's a ton of relations of dysentery. Let's please move on. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's get into the news sack now. Okay, so the first bit of Sega news, and Graham, we're going to put you on the spot here because I Ooh. think you are the guy that knows probably the most about this next piece of news. Is oh, there an arcade? racing game on kickstarter that's gonna be coming out for the dreamcast that is correct it's arcade racing legends um, what do you tell us about this what can't i tell you let's, oh, uh, let's open up the uh, kickstarter page shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, i will say um before we forget the kickstarter ends in 11 days as as of this recording so what day is that um it's some day that i can't figure out by math july 27th so if you want to support it do so before 2 a.m eastern on that day okay after all you hear from us cool take it away graham okay so um supposedly this is in uh celebration of the dreamcast turning 20 years old later this year well at least in north america um and this uh the team is uh, a team of independent developers they are uh basically making a racing game for the dreamcast from the ground up so it's not an old pc game or anything it's actually a dreamcast racing game which is very exciting um because you don't really see those much around um especially like from the indie scene um uh the teams they're, they're known as pixel heart um and uh basically the whole idea behind it is they're making it sort of just a fun arcade star racing game but it's paying homage to the sega classics um like 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 a lot of the vehicles and tracks are said to be based on sega sega vehicles and i know i have seen in their sort of promo on like kickstarter and stuff they've got stuff um like ties i think to outrun crazy taxi and sega rally and i think daytona as well i've seen some sort of some car designs and uh, some of the i think some of the tracks slightly modeled yeah they just put out a second trailer as well that's got a lot of a lot more detail in the cars in there too there's even like a delorean time machine looking thing in there too oh yes and that's actually based that is actually for one of the kickstarter backers because okay um, so there's there's different tiers and stuff you get the standard ones like you know pledge a dollar or a pound or whatever and you you you're just like yeah we love you have a free bit of wallpaper or something um and then you get like um you get like soundtrack ones you get the actual game ones um for like you got for pal uh, like you know european region you also got for japan and america i think it's together in like one one section and then like the, you get the bigger ones which are so you, you you can get ones with like hats and you know merchandise extra merchandise like stickers and die casts of the toy cards of of the cards in the game which is pretty cool that's cool i didn't even notice that yeah it's that's pretty good and then then you also get track branding so like you can get like adverts on the side of the tracks and stuff you can get um inflatable tire arch you can get tracks named after you after like your company or your person you have just have to have a logo your video game magazine your video game magazine this we need 699 euros guys let's get this let's get an elevated neon sign above a, a track i i, I want to do Maybe this you don't buy a goddamn bmw and make <laughs> <a track. laughs> Based on <laughs> oh dear so we want a track named dreamcasters realm then is what you're saying absolutely yes hey graham did you ever see the first Fast and the Furious movie? Did I? We know when he had that PlayStation in his car. <laughs> God, you yeah. should you should put one in your new Beamer and just play Snowboard Kids and send that shit yes. to Chris. Yes. <laughs> was, that, was, that the, was that the white guy that drove the Volkswagen that had that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mouse or whatever the hell his <laughs> yeah. name was. Yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah. And sorry. And then uh, <laughs> just carry on with this. You can also get a, a custom company car, so you can be like a you can get oh. branding put on a car. And then for the for three thousand euros, you can get a VIP car. And um, you basically they've got exclusive models of cars which only your you can get um, basically, and you can give a code to friends and stuff like so they can use the same car. But it's exclusively for you. Um, and so, so those are cars that like sort of see cars like the DeLorean. From what I know, that was like a a model a car that basically they said like we've got a range of these cars you can choose from. Which one do you want to be? And I can't remember who I can't remember who chose it now. It's there's been quite a few companies that have actually gone for it now um, for this like three thousand dollar. They got ten backers on the three thousand um, dollar pledge, which is a uh, holy shit. Why were we giving away like uh, VIP car branding when we launched the magazine, guys? What was going on? What's uh, what's all this about? <laughs> it wasn't the twentieth anniversary of the Dreamcast then. <laughs> that's, that's the that's problem. Right? Yeah, we should have done it back then, uh, or done it in the future. Wow, what they we have some lofty goals because I'm looking at their stretch goals, and they have something that's like two hundred thousand euro, and that's to online mode. Oh boy, online mode. that would be good. Why is two player not lower on the thing? I was hoping for two player mode, but that it's like that's at the one hundred and five thousand euro. So are these all licensed vehicles, though? Because like each, basically each ten thousand euro increment is like a new car for the most part. Hmm. And so is, is uh, do you think that's is that an actual like to be able to buy the license, or is that just to throw a skin on a car? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what was it? Burnout, sure, Paradise or something had like hundreds of download cars and there was i remember literally the delorean was in there but it was called like time traveling car or something <laughs> yeah. instead. so i'm sure there's ways around this yeah normally you can like make a car look very similar just don't have the the logo and branding on it because that's what the, the rush games did and stuff like back in the day oh yeah 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 um yeah i i don't really know um it looks cool i mean overall it looks like it kind of controls or plays maybe closest to sega rally i'd say on the dreamcast what do you guys think yeah, yeah. that's that's what that's the impression i'm getting as well yeah basically um i'm trying to see if i can find the um the email but i have the racing wheel for dreamcast so any excuse to actually use that thing is okay with me Ooh, or the fishing yeah. rod is that on it is there a fishing rod tier on this oh, thing yeah. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find that email and let's uh, talk to these people. Two two things we need out of this: the Dreamcasters Realm racetrack and fishing rod support. All I care about is I just want the racing hat. Yeah, what? That's <laughs> such a weird thing. That's you know, like a racing dad hat is one of the. Um, what do you get? Which which do you get that for? Which tier is that, Chris? Uh, I'm I'm looking at the uh, three thousand euro tier. I'm I'm all about the VIP uh, tier when I when I look at. Uh, Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. There's quite a few which you can get the hat on. Or maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, racing hats, 189. Uh, yeah, it's the 189 euros you what get. What the fuck? You get digital wallpaper. You get the That's arcade racing legends here. theme song digital download. You get the European version, the Japanese version, uh, the CD soundtrack, the hat, the polo, um, the metal keychain, a poster. Uh, a set of cards, a set of Jesus. stickers. They're a not coin, gonna, this is a mistake. A like, don't <laughs> do this. You're gonna lose so much money on this tier. Like you're, you're, 
even for 189 euro, like you're gonna, you're not gonna get enough money off of that to be able to to do anything. It's it's crazy. Whenever I see Kickstarters <laughs> that that offer so much physical rewards, I'm just like, man, they don't know what they're doing. Like they're, it's a mistake. You don't you don't want to offer a lot of physical rewards on a, on a Kickstarter because. It's a pain in the ass. I am a little surprised how many physical rewards there are for a game because, like, most of the times the tiers or the games are, like, collector's editions or, like, art or a soundtrack um, disc with it or something. But uh, I don't know. I hope this does all right because it would be cool to see a racing game, uh, a new racing game on the Dreamcast. I think it would be that. I'd be down with that. It doesn't say yeah. any other um, consoles or things, does it? like no, platforms as far as i'm aware it's just the dreamcast they're literally making it for the dreamcast bespoke and stuff so gotcha well i mean it already met yeah. the goal it was twenty eight thousand. Yeah. it's up to forty five thousand. Yeah. it seems like quite a low goal to me but uh i guess yeah it might but, be one of those where they're just looking for a lower goal to make sure that they get funded and they're they're they have lo- obviously they had some lofty expectations having a two hundred thousand euro stretch goal yeah yeah, that is nuts. Ooh. But regardless, oh. best of luck to them. So, did you know Rush on Game? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, who, who, people, if you don't know them, they, they're kind of like, so it's quite a small European uh, company who sell games. They also sell a lot of the newly made Dreamcast games. Um, okay. So, um, you know, sort of the games that have been released not in like the last few years. I'm trying to think, I've actually got a load on my shelf and I can't even remember them now um but it had like um ports of like flashback and stuff that were made for the dreamcast like officially um but their russian game sells those i think they're a french company and their website is absolutely terrible it's really hard to use i am um, <laughs> looking at it now and yes it is yeah i i i use it because they, it's a great place to get the games from but my god it, it took it takes me ages to actually buy anything from there it's, it's nuts but they are one the comp i think they're one of the first companies to they're the ones who got the DeLorean, basically. So they okay. they got the Grammy. There's another one which I can't seem to find their name, but they've got the Batmobile, which sure. is looking awesome. I can't actually see the name of the company that's sponsoring it, which is a bit annoying. Sure, this uh, isn't just the Ready Player One game. <laughs> In disguise, uh, watch yeah. that in VR 3D as well. So I have that yeah. one. Yeah. Man. Oh, and by the way, I forgot. I didn't notice in the theater uh, when they go into that dude's uh, garage to fix up stuff. The uh, space balls uh, when a bay goes in the background. I missed it. The first oh time. no way! I haven't actually yeah. seen that movie, so spoiler alert. But uh, at the same time, space balls. It's, it's way back there, so it's not really a spoiler. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna keep an eye out. That's that's gonna tie the whole movie together in my head. Perfect. Man. anyway um cool. so yeah arcade racing legends it's uh I've, i'm a backer by the way I, d- I don't know if i actually told anyone that i'm actually backed it i haven't gone for the three thousand euro one uh as chris said i just bought a car so i can't afford that uh, <laughs> what a real car and not a, a fake car well i think these replica toy cars do sound pretty good actually i don't have a racing hat or a team polo to wear in my car so what's the point you know um the racing hat Graham. yeah <laughs> uh, i've just backed the i haven't backed the basic one i've actually gone for the uh well it's the european version because i'm in europe obviously but the with the cd so i've got the um the cd as well um so yeah i'm pretty excited so oh i get a toy car actually 
Yes. It's a little <laughs> thing in life. I, I, oh, yeah. I want to back this, but I just can't just plop 60 bucks for this game down. You can't like wait this. until the Epic Store buys them up and you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no toy cars, no nothing. You're not even the game. Man. So. Oh. so it's 39 euros, about $60. Oh. Uh, it's 44 bucks. Yeah, that's that's what you need to it, get the just the game. I need to buy a coffee table and I need to buy a futon. <laughs> I gotta buy real things. Oh, man. What is a futon, really? I mean, it's just don't get that argument started. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just a car that you sit on, but you can't drive around. So I mean, someone yeah. could sleep on this disc when I get it in my house, but that's not going to help anything. <laughs> And coffee tables. I mean, you got hands. That's the, you, you hold the coffee in your hand. If you, if you need to put it down, you're not drinking. Uh, you have a good point. Now we don't even drink yeah. coffee. What are we doing? Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, what do you have over there, Graham? Are they tea tables? <laughs> I. That's a very good point. Why do we call oh. them coffee tables over here? We go. <laughs> we should call them tea tables. Oh, I'm gonna start that now. Excellent. Put it on the tea table, please. I have coffee in my house, but I've never opened it. I mean, what the, just just in case I get an American. We are asking more questions <laughs> they, than we're answering. I drink coffee episode. away. <sighs> oh yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm excited for this game to come out. I think it looks really good. Um, I'm just I'm I'm happy to support sort of these games. I kind of got fed up with the indie games that are coming out, which are just like scrolling shooters. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of that genre. There's some so, good ones, but that kind that, of became. Uh, sorry, I think I faded out. There are some good ones, but. That I like if I'm looking for an indie Dreamcast game, I go out of my way to not get a shmup at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't disrespect anyone who makes those games or buys those games because right. they are good quality from what I've played and seen. They're all really good quality. I just not for me. But I'm seeing like platform games, um, like racing games and like RPGs and stuff. That's when I'm getting really excited. I'm like this is the stuff I love to play. And I yeah, it just feels like there's more stuffs going into these games to me um so yeah um so yeah i'm very excited to actually play and back this game and uh yeah and it's 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 succeeded so hopefully in 11 days or so um is it oh yeah because we're ahead over here so this is 11 days for me um yeah hopefully we'll, we'll start to hear more progress on it being developed so it's exciting so you guys we know all about the new sega genesis mini and everyone's super excited about it have you guys heard about the Turbo Graphics that's coming out like here next year? You guys heard about that? Not even next year. Oh, it is next year. I'm sorry. I was thinking of something else. I've heard of this, but <laughs> pretend that I have not. Please tell me more, sales shopkeep. So apparently, Konami has got its greedy little mitts on the Turbo Graphics 16 library and announced recently that they're going to come out with their own version of their mini console and it's going to come out uh march 19th of next year it's going to be priced at a hundred dollars american and not only that it's going to have 50 games it's going to have 24 that were released here in the u.s and 26 that were released outside of the u.s so of course we know that uh here in the united states that uh Turbo Graphics was known as the Turbo Graphics 16. Outside and in Japan, it was known as the PC Engine. Do you guys mm-hmm. want to hear the uh, list of games that are going to be coming out? I want to tell you guys bonk, a list of games. Bonk, bonk, more bonk, and zonk, more bonk, Bomberman, bonk. 
let me tell you the list of games, and then I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that, and let me know what you think. So, okay. So, for Turbo 16, which was released here, we got Airzonk, we got Alien Crush, which is a, uh, a pinball-style game. It's awesome. We have Blazing Lasers, which is actually one of my favorite shooters of all time. So good. Awesome soundtrack. Bomberman 93. We got Bonk's Revenge. We have Kadash. Chu Man Fu. Dungeon Explorer, which I own. JJ and Jeff. Lords of Thunder, which is also another re- really good game. Military Madness. Awesome game. Moto Rotor. Newtopia, which is kind of like a, people call it a Zelda clone, which is kind of fair, but it's actually a really good game. Then we have Newtopia 2, New Adventure Island, Ninja Spirit, Parasol Stars, Power Golf, Psychosis, R-Type, Soldier Blade, and for the Sega nerds here, we got Space Harrier. Ooh. Say what? Victory Run and Ease Book 1 and 2. Okay. So that's the those are the 24 games that released here in the states. We have 26 games that I'll just run down really quick that released like in Japan and elsewhere. Um, okay, so Castlevania Rondo of Blood, awesome game. Um, Aldi Ness, I've never heard of that one before. Um, Apari Gateball, Bomberman 94, Bomberman Panic Bomber, Cho Aniki. That's that um like that that really oh, yeah that's that very like homoerotic game. Yeah, right? it's a shoot 'em up. Yeah, it's by the guy who did uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Wings of it's called Wings of War in America. Um but it's called like Gnug or something in other places. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, that's the art yeah, the artist behind it did both these games or something, and it's a lot of homoerotic, like topless like, not even just topless like just very scantily clad men like muscular men <laughs> you had me at men <laughs> yeah well who didn't hey eh? <laughs> uh, um yeah yeah so yeah we mentioned that in um one of the first issues of the printed version of mega mega visions actually we so, had yeah, a, Niki a fine publication reference in mega visions it's uh, we we did um uh wings of war in ah one of the I think it's in one of the printed ones. It's definitely mentioned in. It's definitely we did a review, and there's there's a Cheroniki sort of little box out explaining more about it. Yeah, nice. I think it's in issue seven. Check it out. Find publication. Uh, buy it at your local um, Patreon website. You know, good stuff. At your local uh, pharmacy, <laughs> we have uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Dungeon Explorer, Fantasy Zone, another fun uh sega game not my favorite though i said that like recently fancy is not one of my favorite sega games uh really quick on that one you guys watch game center cx i know of it i've, I've watched it a there's bit. there's a there's an episode where he has to play through fantasy zone and just the frustration of trying to figure that game out <laughs> hilarious it is, it, it's a game man it's weird yeah. it doesn't follow a lot of just like your 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 standard things that you you think that's gonna i don't know it's, it's weird I, I thought it was a superman related title as a kid because of the phantom zone you know but i didn't realize it had nothing to do with that and boy what a game <laughs> Gink, ginga fukai densetsu sapphire now now it's just gonna get racial you know what i mean like, you can't pronounce the names grams diamond densetsu <laughs> 
think that's what that means. No, you're <laughs> anyway. never going to be able to pronounce these titles. <laughs> Radius 1 and 2, Jysiken Necromancer. <laughs> He's like Graham's dead asshole. There you go. I'd buy that for 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Military Madness, uh, Newtopia 1 and 2, which is the Japanese versions of Newtopia 1 and 2, which I don't know why we needed that, but okay. We have nin- the Japanese version of Ninja Gaiden. The Japanese, it says PC Genjin, which is, means bonk. Um, <laughs> Salamander, Snatcher, which is, this is like the legit Snatcher port. The, is that what that's referencing? Because I, yeah, I, I we'll, don't We'll talk about it. Get get all the way through here. Okay, we'll talk like, about that, okay, believe all right, me. All right, all right, all right. Yes, yes, sir. Star Parodier, which I remember that game, I think like, I, th- I thought it was like called Star Parodius. That is another homoerotic game you're thinking of. I think. Oh, yeah, I think it's a different game. Okay, all right. Well, maybe I oh my. didn't realize I was all in the homoerotic games when I was growing up. And- <laughs> oh, <laughs> bro, pro wrestling. Yep. Super bro, pro wrestling. <laughs> Super Momotaro Dentetsu 2. <laughs> we got Super Star Soldier. The Kung Fu. <laughs> and East 1 and 2. Yeah, that's a lot to get through, man. There's like half of those Japanese PC engine games are shit that's already on. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on there, fellas? I guess some people like to play games in Japanese. Horseshit. (laughs) I'm pissed. I want to play Snatcher. I want to not try to import or download or do illegal shit. I just want to play Snatcher. But this is the Japanese version. They're probably not translating it. Uh, yeah, half the some of the games are repeats, and they're just sh- putting it out in three different shells and not changing the library per region at all. So lazy. Mm. It's a good mix of stuff, but come on, Snatcher. <laughs> that's my that's my two cents. What's and, Snatcher released in the? On the uh, Sega CD only, I believe. I I'm double Graham, checking though. Graham, oh no, I think did we lose Graham? I think Graham finally. Oh Graham! Oh no! I feel like we got enough of Graham though. Like we feel like <laughs> we, got, or we got our money's worth this episode. So okay, for a hundred hundred bones, what do you guys think about this though overall? The only chance it has is that people have been watching High Score Girl and they're learning a lot about PC Engine. Um, Which I have been. I have been watching a lot of High Score Girl. I mean, I was I was there when it came out in the states, dude. And you know, I mean, look, Rondo Blood's amazing, but you you know, it's out now. It's not like you can't get it. Um, I mean, hundred bucks, dude. I just feel like that's going to be twenty nine ninety nine in six months. But this, yeah, we don't know the quality of it yet. All of these things, like, I mean, you doesn't matter. Doesn't stuff you can get it everywhere, but people still buy it. Doesn't matter, man. It's like just because it's Nintendo, and that transcends all the. Yes. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's because it's Nintendo. What other company could get away with their fucking online service? Yeah. Yeah. In 2009, I, look, I love you guys. Know I love Nintendo. I'm the one who's always pushing it into Nintendo shit. But their online service in 2019 is, I mean, come on, dude. Like it's beyond. I pay for the fucking thing. It's beyond reproach. Are they getting you know? away with it though, or do people even like realize how shitty it is? What a yeah, they're getting away with, dude. They literally sold Mario Maker Two, and you can't play that with multiplayer. It's impossible. It's impossible. 
So, look, Sony couldn't get away. If anyone could have got away with overcharging, it would have been for Final Fantasy VII and all those Square games on the PlayStation Classic. There's no way this stays at 100 bucks, bro. They could have put a thousand games on there, and it would be down to twenty nine ninety nine in six months. It yeah, it it has the biggest library of any of these mini releases so far. Uh, and there was an article recently that said that there's more news to come. That doesn't mean necessarily a bigger or more of a library, but um, who knows? I was introduced to the Turbo Graphics sixteen through the Wii um, uh, uh, virtual console um, when there was like nothing at the launch. My college roommates and i were looking at the eShop stuff and or whatever it was called then and like we bought you know splatterhouse we bought dungeon explorer mainly because it said dungeon explorer is five player and we're like what does that mean how does that work and it's not too bad of a game if you got some buddies to play with bomberman 94 is basically is also mega bomberman that was on the the genesis i love bomberman games so i was excited for that when i saw this list but again the snatcher i just want to play snatcher do you know why the pc engine was big in japan I have no idea. So they had this name for that thing. Let me tell you why. Because you had these cards and you could basically rent games on the cards or take them to the arcades and continue your your save game between the home and the arcade. Oh, yeah. And so it was like like, ahead of those little dial pads. You remember like San Francisco Rush or something had. So you could plug the game in and rent a game, take it home and play it for the weekend. You know, like crazy. Yeah, and like that element of it never came here. It was literally just, oh, here's an alternative to Nintendo and that Genesis that just came out. I remember being at a Montgomery Ward, looking at Graphic 16 and looking at Mega Man 5 and going, I'm going to get Mega Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> My dad was cool with buying the system. I don't know why. He thought it was, you know... It's got 16. I'm like, yeah, I'll take Mega Man. You know, like, <laughs> 16 is more than five. He tried to trick me into that Atari Jaguar 64. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's got 64 buttons, not 64 bits. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So, look, I, I, look no one loves Rondo of Blood more than me. Right? Like, I, come on. I mean, how many times have I brought up Castlevania in the last, you know, eight months? But this is just, I just, Maybe it'll do some money in Japan. It's not going to do jack shit here. Yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to buy it. God damn it. I know. I know you are. (laughs) How's that Oculus Quest of yours coming along? I haven't bought that yet. It's it's coming up. I'm going to get it soon. Going to get it soon. So um, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. Honestly, I'm not gonna get this thing, man. I, I'm not gonna do it. It's if it doesn't say Sega Genesis, I ain't buying it. And um, I feel like I can already, dude. Like I have my retro freak sitting right here. Like I love the idea of having like a new Turbo Genesis. Like just the aesthetic of having something like that. But I, I have, I have one downstairs. The only reason why I, I, I like to buy the other stuff is that it gives me an option of. I feel like I have uh, more accessibility to those games. Um, and I don't really get that same sense from this TurboGrafx-16 um, because I can get all that from my Retro Freak already. Um, it's got to do more for me. And I don't know what it would be that to, to like get me on board. Um, maybe, once, maybe once it gets like uh, hacked and I can get the entire... Turbo graphics and PC engine like library on it, 
and you I can do that now with the retro pie, dude. Like you're right, no, no, you're right. You could do it right now with the red, and it's gonna run just as good as anything else. Absolutely. So, the only reason at this point that I'm gonna throw down for one of these retro consoles, if maybe just for the fun fact, like if there was a Game Boy that had every Game Boy, Game Boy Color game on there, you know what I mean? Like a hundred fucking Game Boy games, that'd be kind of fun. Like if it was backlit and but the, literally, I mean, maybe the N64, but I'm not saying it's a great system. I'm just saying that I, I personally have a lot of, you know, love for it. So, um, and it would, if it could play HDMI, that would be fun, you know? But let's be honest, dude. Like, I just feel like that micro console thing, Nintendo, like, hit a jackpot early on, and that's it. There's not, there's nothing else. You know what I mean? It's not, it's like Guitar Hero 3. It's over, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, unless they could put everything on it and it get closer to like fifty bucks, like I'm, I'm not that interested um, in it. But um, I don't know. oh, there is also another thing where you have to get a quote unquote multi tap to have uh, for like the multiplayer games. So, but it's USB. It's a or maybe it's mini USB. I know it's a USB input for the controller. So does that mean you can just use a hub? No, I, I bet you that's how they're thinking they're going to make money. Look, I, I look. We'll this sell is the Konami controller. That's our that's our profit point. This is the Konami that threw away that Silent Hills game, right? And yep. Yeah. All right. So fuck them. You know. Yeah, we have to keep that in mind. The Konami's behind this, so we cannot expect much. It's gonna. It's it really. You turn it over. It's a pachinko machine. Wouldn't that be great if like yes. it loaded up and it was just pachinko and they're like fucking gotcha? You know. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm ready. Your body is ready. Okay, last bit of news, dude. And this is the most exciting piece of news that's come out this week. So apparently it's been revealed that the last Starfighter sequel has been in development since like last year. This is some exciting, exciting stuff. So in an age where everyone gets excited every single year about a new Star Wars movie that's going to disappoint everybody... We finally get news that one of the best sci-fi movies that's come along in the last 30 years is finally getting its just reward and getting a sequel. The Last Starfighter, Gary Whitta, um, who co-developed the story for Rogue One, took to Twitter and revealed that he has been working on a sequel to The Last Starfighter with the OG writer and creator jonathan uh i don't know how to pronounce this battle Batul, uh for the last year or so and they he showed a bunch of different uh like different concept art for spaceships for different uh like set pieces and stuff have you guys seen this yet because this looks really saw it a year ago so Here's the thing, right? This is actually old news. He announced this a year ago, and then right. I looked it's into it. News, but he started he he started talking yeah. about it again today. But I, I looked into it with a friend of mine who did some previous work on this with him. And from what I understand, is people have been trying to make a last Starfighter movie for the last ten years. But Not Nick Castle, the director of the Last Starfighter, owns a lock on the rights, so. I don't know, like he has, Nick Castle has to give the final approval. Um, and I don't know how possible that is. Like he seems pretty 
like i think like him going to greg witt is showing us off as like a power play like you know like a like what an agent would do when they want to leak my you know actors attached to this movie kind of thing like it might be one of those things where we're trying to gauge interest you know i saw the last fire starfighter in theaters when it came out like i remember it like like it was yesterday because i went in there wanting to see star trek 3 and that fucking movie bored the shit out of me i walked out the theater and just walked into the very next theater and it was the last starfighter i didn't know anything about it you know and it was like the movie i thought tron was going to be where a kid plays a video game and you know gets to basically go into the video game in this case it was space but it looked like it looked like Tron. I couldn't. I didn't know what computer graphics were at the time, but I know it. It moved differently. You know what I mean? Right. It was way different. Great, fantastic score. But look, it's it's not a brilliant film. It's cool. You know, like it is a film where you really spend more time on Earth with his clone than the actual dude. It's weird. He wants to be there, then he goes up there, then he hates being there. So, I, I do love the movie, and it the movie would have looked the the real shame of it is that film would have looked even better but they cut production a year ahead of time you know that i did not know that no yeah so all the rocks and stuff which people have long since it looks like melted ice cream they actually were gonna look they were gonna have like photo textures and stuff on them but uh they cut the the, the literally a year like <laughs> they cut a year out in that you know so which is a big deal they use cray machines um on the original dvd release i don't know i don't know about the blu-ray i had the original dvd uh they put some initial test footage of x-wings that they ran at ilm on the cray machines before they made that they actually had cgi x-wings ran on the same computer system the cray machines um and they could definitely tell like it's it wasn't there you know to beat models but the movement was like you could never do that and they're like this is the future of you know starships and so that's where like the in the impetus for that movie came I was like what can we do and for those you know? listening like this is one of the like OG CG films. Like this is one of the like the very first sci-fi movies that used like actual CG. And so it paved the way for like everything that we we know today. Like using computer generated models and, and graphics and everything else. So this is like a really important movie that has kind of paved the way for everything that came before it. And you're right. Like it wasn't a perfect movie. There were problems with it, but for me, you know, as a kid seeing this, like this is, it really spoke to me to be able to go in and like, I just loved the idea of having an arcade machine be some sort of test to be able to like prove yourself. And now, you know, like you can defeat this game well, now it would be a 50-year-old guy going into an arcade and playing it because who the fuck would play an arcade game? <laughs> right. I mean, wouldn't it be great if, like, like, if I could sit down and concept this out, I'd be like, all right, what if they picked, a, they ran a, a an MMO-style or tournament-style game and they got these guys that were really good, but they're all fucking assholes and they ruined the galaxy. You know what I mean? Like, like And so they got to go and get, you know, like, like someone who's got more heart. You know, like they never check the integrity of the players. They just signed up the talent and fucked everything up. You know, like that. That's like, like I just hope that there's some more if they if the movie comes out that it's not just the space stuff that they find a way to comment on the, you know, there's a toxic that esports culture is crazy you know and like i really do think like these gaming movies even the, the new tron that came out tron legacy did nothing to address the gamer side of things you know like yeah. so and i doubt it will but i like 
Rogue One a lot. Like I just watched it again in VR 3D the other day. So um, <laughs> uh, I, it's my favorite of Star Wars films since Empire. So um, and the concept art looks cool, but I'll be honest, guys. Like I feel like him dumping that out there was like a last ditch effort to keep the project alive. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's I, I think it can easily work again um but what i i hope because part of the charm of the last starfighter isn't just the cg portion and and then going into space and and him going on his adventure but it's also like this small community that lives in this like you know this trailer park that kind of you know like supports him and in his quest and you know throughout the whole movie like it, it just i don't know there's just a lot of charm to it that made me love it just from that standpoint alone and not even like looking at the whole sci-fi aspect of it but just there was this like spielberg-esque charm to it that is really hard to replicate um in movies and if they can if they can hit on that again um i think that will do a lot for this new movie if they ever make it um but that's hard to do man it's it's not easy and you know, like I, I haven't really seen a lot of, of of stuff do that. You know, up until like Stranger Things, they, they missed a tremendous opportunity to put a gun star into Ready Player One, and I have a yeah. feeling again that has to do with Nick Castle, the director. And I'm just telling you, I think he just like it's one of those things where it's like, look, it was a good movie, but the like Highlander, cool idea, great soundtrack, fun, but the potential is still way better than the actual execution. And the so acting the, was horrible. In that it, yeah. So the potential Ooh. for for a new Highlander and the potential for a last Starfighter, it's there. The idea, the, the the iconography, the themes, everything's there. But the people who hold the rights to that, Greg Witta doesn't hold the rights to this. You know what I mean? So developing, this is why they call it development hell. You know, like it just sits there. And, and I can tell you, man, like I've seen pitches and development on Master of the Universe films that looked amazing, you know, that were the perfect blend between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and they were serious, and they went nowhere, you know? I think it usually so, comes down to who's going to be able to cut the check and how much. That's usually what it comes down to. And, and Yeah, and I and it, had Disney Plus been announced like three years ago, I feel like this is something Netflix would have picked up right away, you know what I mean, to like counter that. But now with the way they spend money and, and they have to rein in and everything else, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Sony. I mean, look, if Sony wanted to do it, I mean, they need something. Men in Black obviously ain't paying the bills no more. Um, and they have to split that Spider-Man dough, so that ain't that ain't going to do it. Um, Graham, was this something that was, was very big over in the UK, The Last Starfighter? Do you, do you I, I never saw it, but I know of it. And a lot of those retros or 80s sci-fi movies were big over here, um, like Flight to the Navigator and stuff. Um like Spaceballs were pretty well. Spaceballs is kind of indie, I guess, but yeah, like those sort of movies did make it over here. But I, I personally never saw Last Starfighter. Dude, okay, just th- at some point this week and before next episode, please go watch it. Just go I check mean, it out. Just, it's got video games in it. I, th- I think <laughs> I think you'll have fun with it. It's cheesy. It's eighties. There's video games. There's aliens. There's space stuff, shooting stuff. It's a lot of fun. And I, yeah, I think it, you'd like it. It sounds like something I would really enjoy. Uh, I just just never happened to actually see. Fair it. enough. If you I, like, 
if you like Flight of the Navigator, then you'll like this. Like yeah. it's got a similar pace. So. It's 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 good stuff. It's very charming. It's a lot of fun. Cool. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll try. I'll try and see if I can find it somewhere. And if you want to play the best Last Starfighter game uh, made, and that's not a Last Starfighter game, go play Shadow Squadron with a friend on Shadow the 32x. Squadron. Oh, yeah. It's on the I love on your again in the yes. UK. I think it's called something different. Um, but. Yeah, so the two-player mode on Shadow Squadron is one person flies, one person shoots. Oh, okay. And so when when I used to when I I first I rented the game and then I bought a 32x after that, uh, and we would just play the Last Starfire theme on a loop and play that game over and over. <laughs> oh man, I the polygons are very similar to the 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 the, the visual quality of the actual film. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, probably the closest I'll come to that is playing. The second rogues no the third rogue squadron game on the gamecube which had a two-player mode which was at the second rogue squadron game and then listening to um george michael yeah <laughs> for some reason we had a george michael cd and we we're listening to that playing that while playing a sci-fi game that's it a was, very different experience than what a, i'm describing yeah, Graham, it, was, so. yeah it, was, uh, it was great we were we were rocking out i don't want your freedom uh yeah different I'm times like... different times yeah. it's a cultural thing <laughs> i'm yeah. literally stunned i was like i did not expect <laughs> conversation the conversation that drinks are free <laughs> but you jitterbugging the whole time too yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i really don't know why we had that cd on but that that's a memory that stuck with me just like oh, taking down the Death Star with uh, that, but yeah, no, I would check out the uh, Last Starfighter when I can. George Michael, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's gonna do it for this this week's episode. Um, we got some big stuff coming up here really soon, though. Uh, here in the next couple of months, we have the Dreamcast Marathon coming up. And Scotty, why don't you tell talk to us a little bit about the Dreamcast Marathon and what is it for yeah. our listeners? Happily. Um, so we handed out some mini flyers at Too Many Games for the Dreamcast Dreamless 24 Hour Marathon. Something, this is the ninth annual one uh, done with previous audiences and previous websites and stuff. But uh, we play Dreamcast for 24 hours as close to the anniversary as we can. This year's the 20th anniversary. It is, this is going to take place on September 7th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a Saturday. Um, but uh, we work with Extra Life to raise money. Last year, we raised over 500 bucks. Uh, we're going to be streaming it all on our Twitch page. So you'll see more information coming up soon uh, through either our Twitch or the Megavision site, you know, all the social medias, things, outlets out there. But uh, that is coming up soon. Uh, and I'm excited to do it every year. I host it from wherever I live at the time. People gather and, and invade my house and invade my Dreamcast. And it's a good time. Oh, Sweet. we also uh, give away a Dreamcast every year. I can't believe I forgot to say that. We give away one Dreamcast console. Last year, it went to Mexico. The year before that, it went to Germany, I believe. Oh, so, uh, cool. yeah. Canada, where you at? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Canada? Come on, be a better hat. Um, so <laughs> that is happening very soon. Keep your eyes peeled to uh, all the things that we yell about on the internets, and uh, you'll see that flyer soon. Sweet. I'm excited because I'm heading to Scotty's pad and hanging out there. 
and it's gonna be good. I, I'm I'm excited about it. This is this that's is also awesome. fun fact, kind of where the pole caliber craze started for me and 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 the crew. And uh, with how well that did at too many games, hopefully more people will tune in and see uh, just even less professional people playing that game. (laughs) I'll Uh, bring the cocaine. Fantastic. (laughs) Will you be bringing that crazy taxi with the fishing pole? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We try to fit in as many weird things as we can to not only like celebrate the Dreamcast, but introduce people to it. Honestly, one of the funnest things about it is people in the chat saying like i did not know this exists i need to find this game now like you know there's some staples that i won't say quite yet um we'll leak out some information here and there but there's some game i mean of course you know like we're gonna play sonic uh, adventure of course so Mm -hmm. but some other things so some surprises here and there as well so it's good the extra life page is already up uh if you want to donate um we already got a donator so that's pretty cool and i'll i'll make sure it's in the uh the info for the description of this show other than that you know, regular Twitch streams. I'll be going Wednesday again with Rayman. Everybody loves Rayman. Maybe some stuff this weekend as well, because I've got the uh, house to myself so I can play more video games. Yeah. That's right. That's me. I'll be I'll be streaming something this week. Maybe Ooh. I'll be doing some uh, Oregon Trail later <laughs> on this week because I, I bought the fifth edition off eBay today. I, I forgot to mention that earlier, so maybe I'll, I'll do some, some Oregon Trail <laughs> streaming later. Um. But other than that, uh, let's roll around real quick. Where can everybody follow um, our exploits on the social medias? Sketchcraft, where, where can people follow you if they want to see all the awesome artwork that you're doing each and every day on Megavisions and on all your other projects? Uh... As <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon as Rob's allowed to post stuff, you know, NDAs and all that... Uh... Well, I'm going to start production on on Mega Visions issue nine uh, in August. So uh, Jess has been dropping screens in the layouts, and then I do my airbrushing, sticker drops, and then custom art in August and September. I do the cover art and any other little extra things I need to do so we can hit our shipping by October first. But we're all on board, guys. So I'll start posting uh, little sixty second podcasts and updates on that around August first. And I'm trying to get to the point where I can do commission streams on Sundays again, but uh, I'm working on my comic game cave and little reapers and everything right now. And it's just eating up a tremendous amount of time. So hopefully within a month or so, I'll be able to get that wrangled down so I can actually spend my weekends doing color pencils and painting and, you know, maybe some more Sonic stuff or whatever. So that's the goal. Awesome. I hear you. Um, Graham, what about you? Where, where are you at? Oh, uh, where, where, where am I? Um, uh, where you are you? On, where, you can find me on Twitter at Graham Cookson, uh, Instagram at Heavenly GeForce. That's also my Xbox Live uh, gamer tag if you wanted to not play with me online because I actually don't replay really online at the moment, but maybe one day I will. Just, yeah, add me if you want to. Um, yeah, that's those, those are places I tend to hang out on, on the line these days. Very, very good. And then, as always, if you want to subscribe to the magazine, you got to get on there really quickly. Uh, go to patreon.com slash megavisions, where you can jump on and start subscribing to the magazine. We are going to be putting up issue eight of the magazine uh, for sale on our web store. So go to megavisionsmag.com. Later this week, it's going to be available. So if you weren't able to jump in on the the Patreon in time to be able to get 
your issue for Megavisions 8, you'll be able to go to the website and buy it directly from us, and we'll be able to ship it to you, and then you'll be able to jump into the Patreon and get all the goodies that come along with that. In addition to the magazine, you'll also get the Megavision Sideshow, which comes your way every other week. And right now, we're playing through Shinmu 2. I think we're going to wrap it up this weekend, or close to it. Am I right, Scotty? We are getting close, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. That's all I can say. Super exciting stuff. Ryu is a complete psychopath, which we've uncovered. He's he's murdered everybody. <laughs> he's including the, his father, yeah. maybe. Maybe Lendi is completely innocent. We've uncovered some some super secret stuff that no one's ever really discussed before, but we're talking about it in the Megavision sideshow. And then um, I think here in the next week or two, we're going to be announcing what we're going to be doing in the next series of the sideshow. So, so much good stuff there. Go onto the Patreon. You'll be able to access all of that good content. Too much stuff, man. We've got content coming out of every orifice that we have, I think, in our bodies, guys. And we sold out of issue seven, right? We yep. are completely sold out of issue Whoa. seven. No more issues. How far left. along are we on shipping issue eight so people can not harass me about it? We are all shipped to everyone in North in or oh, in the United States. Uh, we are we have a few issues to ship to Canada, and I will be shipping Graham the issues yes. to ship into Europe this week. So cool. Yep. Awesome. So we uh, we are like probably ninety percent of everything shipped out right now. Stocks are up. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back for the Megavision show in two weeks and the side oh. show next week. One quick thing, I want to remind everyone of Graham's dislikes, which are Final Fantasy games, PS2, really stupid people, and Matrix Reloaded. Go check out Dreamcasters, Rome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Matrix Reloaded, really? He I hates it. That game, that, <laughs> that, that movie sucks. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is the game that makes Sewer Shark look like fun. Like there's like a 90 minute sequence where you just, with the same sound effects, shoot at oh. Sentinel robots and you just want to kill yourself. I, I played oh, through it. Fucking I love horrible. that you put your dislikes on there, Graham. I wow, that. I do not remember that. <laughs> you want to hear yours, Chris? Because they're right here. Oh no. Yeah, that's know. right. People with bad breath, crappy video games. <laughs> Fanboys, and even worse, fanboys with internet access. They no longer have internet access anymore. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. Oh, he spell boy B-O-I, or was it B-O-Y? Oh, B-O-Y. Oh, you know what year that is. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I know how to breathe. <laughs> oh. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back. Oh, God, this is a train wreck. I love it. All right. Uh, we will see you later. Take it easy. Catch you later. Later.
am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. <laughs>